Well, I think this is going to have to be one of my shorter homilies. As soon as I took my mask off, I got a full whiff of the breakfast that's being cooked downstairs. So. Just a pre, uh, before the end of Mass, another shout-out. Please uh, feel welcome to come down and, and join for a bite to eat. The Knights of Columbus are quite eager to, to share that once again with us. You know, we're, um, we're five days in to the season of Lent, but we're still in, a, in the spirit of a send-off. Because, you know, I mean, we're still the, it's the first Sunday of Lent, and the Scriptures kind of relay to us a, kind of, a message of beginning a message of uh, uh, enthusiastic uh, commission, if you will. And we're blessed with that iconic story of the, uh, or at least the conclusion, conclusion of the story of the first uh, time that God cleansed uh, the earth with water. And at the end of that, he, he establishes his covenant with humanity, with the entire earth for that matter that never again would he destroy uh, the earth uh, with water again. And in that he gives the commission once again as he gave it to Adam and Eve for, uh, for, humanity, for, for Noah and, and his wife and their descendants to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. The commission remains the same. And I think we're blessed in this, because we're in the spirit of newness in this journey of Lent, you know, it, that story, that iconic story, you know, is, um, it's one of the first prefigurements that we use when we consider the nature of our baptism. And as baptism is the beginning of things, it's important to think of the beginning of Lent as instrumental to our baptismal, you know, call, our baptismal mission. In that, you know, when when the Lord sends down the rains, when he sends forth the flood to remove all, uh, all impurities, he does so not, uh, not with the intent of wiping out what he has created, but restoring it and bringing it, to, uh, bringing it towards the destination he had intended before, before, all, uh, before sin uh, had a chance to um, ensnare us. And in that sense, you know, when we look to the Gospel of Mark, we see how Jesus is driven out into the desert by the Holy Spirit. We ought to consider what, I mean, because this happened right after Jesus himself was baptized by John. How does this differ? How do the 40 days that follow Jesus' baptism compared with the 40 days in which the flood occurred, according to the tradition of the scriptures. Well, what did, our Lord, what did the Father promise us in the covenant? He would not consume the earth with water again. He didn't say he wouldn't consume the earth, just not with water. But what did John the Baptist promise us? The one who comes after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now that the, the, uh, now that the Lord has 
so to speak, you know, baptize the waters, and we've been touched by those waters, he hopes to send us out into the world to flood the earth with the fire of the Holy Spirit and his children. A wonderful thing to, to contemplate, a, a beautiful, a beautiful um, transition in the plan of God. One that keeps in mind the, the fuller, a fuller understanding of what he means by salvation. And when he sends us out with the fire of the Holy Spirit, it's not a fire that consumes like, like the fire that we ordinarily experience, which turns everything to ash, but perhaps more akin to the fire that Moses saw on Mount Sinai in the burning bush as that fire did not consume it, but gave life to it. That's the nature of the fire that the Holy Spirit gives. It gives life. While it does consume, or like, or consume, it consumes it, it does not, it does not uh, terminate. It does not waste, but fulfills. In that sense, as we begin our 40 days and we think of how it compares to the way the Spirit drove Jesus out into the wilderness, we too should see ourselves being driven out from here. I know sometimes Lent can be seen as, like a, as an isolating time where we stick to our prayers and our, and our penances as like a kind of a an isolating event or a time for self-enclosure. And I'm not going to say that, you know, there isn't good cause for retreat. We do need retreat in, in times like this to be with our Lord. But for the sake of getting back to work, for the sake of getting, taking what we've received and sharing it. And as we look at the way, you know, the, the way the, the Holy Spirit drives out. I, you know, I thought about this this morning when the, the Scriptures give description of the condition in which Jesus went out in his 40 days. First tempted by Satan, but he's, he's surrounded by nature amidst all the wild beasts. And some translations say he goes out not into the desert, but into the wilderness, which is probably a better description. A wilderness and surrounded by wildlife. First of all, when, you, when we look at the fact that you know, our Lord was tempted by Satan, Satan is, how should I put it, a bit conservative with the way he acts with nature. He doesn't act if he doesn't have to. He won't, he won't spare any expense. But it will only act, you know, uh, he'll only uh, try to intervene if it's absolutely necessary. And when something as intimate as, you know, time with our Lord is at stake, then he'll step in and try to distract. As it was the spirit that drove him to, to be with his, uh, his father in the wilderness, Jesus is tempted by Satan because Satan knows what's at stake. He knows what's at stake. He knows what will happen if he does nothing. And it still happens anyways. There's nothing he can do about it. 
But keep in mind that, you know, we will be discouraged during this time because he knows what's at stake for you all, for us. There is such treasure waiting for us in these 40 days, and he's not going to sit idly by and let it happen. So keep in mind, you know, the persist, your persistence in your commitments to the penances you've taken and the, the, prayer, the, the new exercises of prayer that you've adopted, do so. Keep it in mind, not only the encouragements of the Spirit, but to dispel or dismiss the discouragements of the evil one who tries to prevent that goodness from happening. But furthermore, consider, as I said, as Jesus was sent out into the wilderness amongst, amongst all wildlife, you too were meant to be sent out into a wilderness, so to speak. As water and fire spreads indiscriminately, Jesus goes out to be Savior of every portion of what he has created. Not just humanity, but all the beasts, all the plants, everything he has fashioned lovingly. And that's another, in another sense, why we should you know, pers persist in these 40 days so that we too were meant to spread the fire of our baptism joyfully, without discrimination. Share that recreation with every part of the world that God has loved and created. That's the opportunity that we have at our fingertips. It's such a precious time that we have. I think every year that goes by, the 40 days of Lent are more precious to me, and I pray that they become more precious to all the faithful. Because it only draws us ever closer. It means a countenance, encountering a countenance. The one who loved us as we've never experienced. Never be discouraged from that reality. That there is a great treasure awaiting Let us ask our patroness and St. Joseph to continue to encourage us and guide us in these 40 days. Thanks be to God.